yourself a pat on the back. We've made it through another week. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. You know, those crazy right-wing wackos called our founding fathers. See, believe it or not, they actually wanted to have this nation be the greatest nation on earth and be able to be the greatest nation on earth forever and ever. And they knew there's only one way you can make that happen. right? And really, it wasn't militarily. That wasn't how you could make it happen. It was financially. Right? We had to be the most free, right? The most financial sound government the world had ever seen. Right? This was going to be a government for the people, by the people. And really, what did they also believe in? Government needed to be small. It needed to be minute. It needed to be tiny. And most importantly, Our money needed to be sound. And that's why they said it had to be gold and silver. Because you just can't create it out of thin air. And they didn't want to have $21.5 trillion worth of debt. Right? They got it. They didn't believe in inflation. They didn't believe that a central banker should have the right to devalue your wealth. I know, crazy ideas, really. Actually, today, the central bank would tell you, yeah, you're nuts if you want that kind of system. That's what we believe in here. We call it wealth insurance. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. And, of course, today is Friday, so in the next segment, it's going to be another episode of Fake News Friday. Ramon is actually off. Uh, I apologize. So the webpage is, 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 did not get updated as far as the articles and the videos like it normally does. But, you know, Ramon needs a day off now and again. Uh, Jeremy's going to be filling in for him. He's going to be the host of Fake News Friday uh, the whipping boy, Jason, he, he's back for another beatdown. That's coming in the, the next segment. There wasn't a ton of economic data out today, but there was a flash crash. Yeah, we haven't said that one in a while. Or maybe it was a fat finger, in the, and it was only in the gold market. Uh, so right now, it was about 6 a.m. this morning. I was actually here. Working away. Uh, 6 a.m. Arizona time. So you do the math. I, you know what? There's a, we don't change the clocks here, so I don't even know what time it is anywhere else. Whatever time it was, it was 6 a.m. here. And somebody put a cell, and it was $1.2 billion, or the equivalent of 10,000 contracts. By the way, that is 30 times, 30 times, so that's like 30,000 more transactions than normal in a single 
trade and in transaction. And so people are speculating, was it a flash crash? Was it deliberate? Or did somebody really mean to put in 100 and put in 10,000? Nobody really knows for sure. But gold was down 15 bucks in one second. I mean, I, I, I was here. I was doing, you know, getting ready for the show, doing what I'm doing, and gold, gold at the time, gold was down like two dollars. Silver was up about eight or nine cents, and then I actually saw the reflection. I have this monitor in my studio, and we have this uh, machine that gives us a direct feed to Wall Street. So there's no time delay, and I've got. Uh, if you've ever been here in the hole in the ceiling studios. We've got this, uh, it's not a one-way mirror, but this tinted uh, glass uh, that, that allows me to see out to where Arlene and Wendy are in, in the lobby area. And I saw the reflection of the screen, and it's blue. Uh, the, the, the Every time contracts get traded on the, on, on the COMEX, right, it just it flashes. And this thing just started to, it went nuts for about, it seemed like five seconds, ten seconds, uh, and, and it didn't last very long. And all of a sudden, gold was all the way down to 1190 Uh Gold's come, uh, it's 1198 right now, so it's come back from that. But uh, if you're wondering uh, what happened, that was it, 10,000. Contracts in one single trade, and again, this is these are things that that may leave you scratching your head because why does it happen? Nobody who who is selling wants to get less, and so normally, if you would sell, you, you know, you're breaking up. I'm going to do a hundred contracts at a time or five hundred contracts at a time because you don't want the the price to go down. Of course, I'm a I don't think things happen on accident, and I don't believe necessarily in coincidence, right? I, I kind of think it was a deliberate act, uh, but but either way, gold has survived it. Silver on the other, silver's up. Listen, silver has been beaten down and beaten down and beaten down. Uh, silver not paying attention to it. Uh, Twelve, four, twelve, fourteen hundred and thirty-four cents. Fourteen dollars. I'll get there. It's Friday. Fourteen dollars. 34 cents right now on silver uh, as, as it's up uh, 4 cents. Platinum and palladium, same thing. They're not really paying a whole lot of attention either. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the others? Before I finish my song. From News Headquarters, this is Fake News. Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What is real? How do you define real? Fake news. Friday. Hey, 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 hey. Friday. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jake went. Uh, Jason, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to go. 
Are you ready this time? Are you ready for another beatdown? <laughs> I you think know, I'll let you better this time. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I feel like I'm Alabama, and you're like Northeast Valley State that's uh, just coming down to collect a butt whooping. Uh, unfortunately for you, there's no check that goes with it. But uh, uh, how about uh, – God, I drew a blank. Well, you know, I heard – I don't watch football anymore, NFL, but I heard the Cleveland Browns did win recently. So I did hear that. You know what? I haven't watched it either, and they played the Jets. And I know that, you know, it's been everywhere. If you're online at all, it's like the biggest deal. Apparently the Browns haven't won a football game in a couple of years. Uh, they beat the Jets. I, growing up, I, I, I grew up as a Jet fan, so uh, I guess congratulations to uh, – <laughs> The Browns fans, um, I don't know. If they're, when they're ready to stand up, I'm ready to start paying attention again. Jeremy, uh, are you ready, Jeremy? You know I'm ready. Thank you for having me uh, guest host today. I'm excited Look, for this. I tell you, this was a big deal. We debated, were we going to move Fake News Friday to Thursday? Were we going to put it off and maybe not do it this week? But I told Ramon that I thought you could handle it. So no pressure. And I have a J in my name, so I'm in the club. We'll get right, Ramon out of here. The club, we got all J's here. I, hey, I love it. Yeah, right? that's a good. That's a good omen. And it was Cleveland Browns. It was over 600 days since they've got a win. Oh, that's wow. a long time. Listen, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, man. That's, that's hard to do. I'm going to say that that is hard to do. And and uh, yeah, you know, a lot of Ohio people live out here in Arizona, and so. Uh, I know because Buckeye fan is everywhere out here. You know the, the fans that we get out here. We got Buckeye fan and like and Wisconsin fan, and all of it. Uh, it's Midwest people, you're you're all so nice. You, it, 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 it's true, super nice people. But when it comes to your college sports teams, God, I can't stand you. Mostly because they win all the time and, and they get annoying. Uh, but my favorite bar is a is a Wisconsin bar. So there you go. Uh, I'll give it a plug. Casey Jones, if you've never been there, one of the great hole-in-the-wall bars that you'll ever see. It's on 28th Street in Bell. Uh, and the reason why I like it, because if, if you see me, you know I've got that body for radio. Great bar food, my opinion anyway, at, at Casey Jones. So there's a there's a mindless plug. And I got to agree with that as a, a Sun Devil fan. The Ohio State Rose Bowl still burns, so right, I'm right with right you. Steve. Thank you, Jeremy. So there you go, Buckeye <laughs> fan. Uh, congratulations to the Browns. Let's hit fake news. All right, here we go. So three stories. You guys are going to pick out the fake one. Here we go. Story number one. Russians who refuse to take down online information that has been judged false by a court could be sentenced to up to a year in prison. This law comes in context of a, uh, an ongoing crackdown on the Internet in Russia. And some of these examples are information deemed extreme or illegal, including calls for opposition protest or jokes deemed offensive to particular social groups. All right, so that's story one. Story number two. Many were convinced the two lovable characters, Bert and Ernie, who shared a basement on Sesame Street but slept in different beds, were gay. The show's writer, Mark Saltzman, 
has revealed he in he did indeed write Bert and Ernie as a gay couple. That is story number two. Story number three. Governor Cuomo's former top aide Joe Percoco wants to keep close to ten thousand of his three hundred and twenty-one thousand he pocketed in bribes. In a court filing Monday, Percoco's lawyer asked a Manhattan federal judge to go easy on the governor's former right-hand man when he is sentenced Thursday by ordering him to forfeit just three thousand or three hundred and ten thousand of the roughly twenty-one thousand he earned through two bribe schemes. Gentlemen, which one's the fake story? I'll, uh, I'll let you want to go, go first. first yeah, I'll let Joe go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I believe, the Bert and Ernie story because uh, everyone kind of thought that to begin with. And I think I actually saw where the writer said that he did it that way. So I'm going to say that one is true. So it either comes down to the Russian thing or the uh, Andrew Cuomo's right-hand man. And I just believe that the the Democrats are that uh, brazen that they would ask for something like that. So I'm going to say the Russian story is the fake one. Jason, you ready? Yeah. Well, after listening to Joe, I get a little, a little anxious. But I... I I actually am going to think that I think the burden Ernie is, is a, a fake story. Uh, I, I, I can I can believe all three of these stories. This is what makes this show so hard is because these stories all sound like they, they could be real. I think when uh, Sesame Street was first made, I don't think there was any built-in uh, suggestive material. I mean, I can, you know, obviously I'm probably going to be wrong, but I think burden <laughs> Ernie, I think that was just See, an I innocent thing. See, I got you trained thing, so. already. Yeah. So I, I think I think uh, story number two is a fake story. All right. Well, here we go. So the Russian story is real and the Bert and Ernie story is real. So I fooled you both. The uh, Cuomo uh, former aide is the fake story, and he just doesn't want 10000 He wants 95000 of his bribe money back. Now we're splitting hairs. Come on! <laughs> he wanted more uh, than ten grand. Of course he did. I should have seen right through. I didn't do the math in my head, so I didn't know exactly. I just knew that would be something. Yeah, I, I oh, I got that illegally, but uh, I should be able to keep some. So that made uh, no. all right. You got me. You got me. Yeah, let me keep thirty percent of this. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that seems fair. Yeah, exactly. All right, we ready for round two? This is a big one. Okay. All right, a solar observatory in New Mexico that shut down mysteriously on September 6th is reopening after law enforcement authorities investigated a security issue. So it has people thinking the Sunspot Solar Observatory at Sacramento Peak in New Mexico has uh, found evidence of aliens or maybe a super flare. But the shutdown has been taken down for or was shut because of a precautionary measure and after a suspect under investigation posed a possible threat. Story number two, anti-gun statues, which were were created by 3D printers, 
were designed by an artist named Manuel Oliver, whose son, whose son died in a shooting in Majority Stoneman Douglas High School. One of 10 of his statues, named The Final Lockdown, portrays a female high school student hiding under a desk. These statues are part of a national voter registration drive which advocates for candidate, candidates who support additional gun control legislation. These cities include Denver, Chicago, Seattle, Detroit, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boulder, Colorado, and Boston. All right, story number three. San Francisco residents fed up with having their cars broken into multiple times have taken matters into their own hands. Writing on their their rear windshield wiper, or their rear, their rear windshield, thank you for letting this glass remain unbroken. Unbroken. We are a poor family with two kids. No valuables are inside except diapers. They also wrote no valuables inside except for baby's milk on another window. And uh, the reason they did this is because their first break-in cost them $1,500 worth of sporting goods that were stolen out of their car. Which one of those three is the fake story? Uh, okay, I'll go first on this one. Um, I think the San Francisco one is true. It seems like uh, uh, we do everything we can in today's society to capitulate uh, criminals and help them out. So I, I, I see somebody actually writing those messages to criminals to keep them out of their car. The first story uh, about possible aliens in a uh, coming into the atmosphere and locking down. I, I believe that to be true. I think I actually seen this story where they send in a Black Hawk helicopter, so I think that one's true also. They actually shut down that observatory. I think the second story, the second story is the is the fake one. I just think that uh I, I just think there's a little too much to it. You know, I, I understand the statues and the anti gun stuff, but I think I think maybe there's a little added to that. I think there's there's more to it than uh that makes it fake. So I'm gonna go with number two. All right, Jerry, Very you're up. interesting. Number two. Um, I was thinking number two, but now that you have voted for that, and I don't know the last time you got one of these right, I also know that I saw the the headline on the observatory thing, but then I, I could have sworn that they said that it had to do with a janitor and and child pornography. So I'm going to say that that story is now going to be the false story. All right, we ready for this? We ready for the final tally? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, sadly, uh, no, we are correct about the third story. That is true. The San Francisco residents are fed up, and they are starting to write on their windshields and cars to not break the glass because there's nothing in there. That one is true. The observatory story is also true. There, It was shut down, and it was because of a potential threat. So Cleveland got a win, and it looks like Jason also got a win as well because it is a fake story. Is story number two. Although it's true to the very end, those are not the cities in which those are being uh, erected. I am going to do – I'm going to ch- – I want a challenge. We are allowed to protest. This is fair. Until Ramon gets back to uh, late on the field. 
ridiculous. The Browns haven't won in two years, and now Jason wins? Something is in the air. How do you like them apples, Joe? (laughs) I don't like it at all. There's no way. I know this observatory thing. I haven't actually read it. Yeah, I got shut down, but not for aliens. It was very misleading. This whole thing was misleading today. Hey, Joe, guess what? Just guess what? There's actually a picture at the observatory when they raided it, and somebody had an X-Files video game box in the trash can, in one of the trash cans. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, see, this is what I get. Uh, Congratulations, Jason. I blame it on Jeremy because I don't think he read these stories right. This this is fair. We'll have Ramon back to judge and uh, officially iron this out. I, I, I All right. All right. Uh, there's another episode of Fake News Friday. I'll say this. This was the hardest one. There's no doubt because we're going to have to do something different because he's changing a minute detail. That's, it's too hard. That yep. is tough where it's the whole story is correct, except just a little money change here, a little this there. Very crafty. Just a little bit. Hey. Just a little bit. But you know what? A little hey. bit is a lot. Hey, Joe, so, remember the uh, the Patriots won their first Super Bowl uh, beating the Raiders on the tuck rule. So, uh, oh, that's that right. Was it a fumble? Was <laughs> it a fumble? <laughs> now, there you go. Jason is the winner. He wins absolutely nothing. <laughs> Uh, But once again, thank you all for playing along. Another great episode of Fake News Friday. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. Most Americans agree that our federal government is too big and does not follow the Constitution. However, where many disagree is how to solve that problem. Some people think we can hold an Article 5 Constitutional Convention to make the federal government obey the Constitution, but that reasoning just doesn't hold water. The problem we have is that Congress does not follow the Constitution we already have. How would changing the wording of the Constitution make them more likely to follow it? Besides, Congress would be in control of a convention. Despite flowery rhetoric from proponents claiming that states would have the power, the actual wording of Article 5 refutes this claim. Article 5 clearly states that, quote, Congress shall call a convention for proposing amendments, end quote. Even though states submit applications for Congress to call it, that does not change the fact that Congress is doing the calling. Phyllis Schlafly knew better than anyone how powerful that call could be. She attended countless political conventions over the course of her 70 years in public life. She attended every Republican National Convention from 1952 through 2016. As a verifiable expert on the subject, she knew that the body with the power to call the convention had near total power over the proceedings. They would control the rules of the convention, who would preside over the convention, how delegates are selected, and how much money would be appropriated for the convention. The powers of Congress over an Article V convention have been considered by many constitutional scholars, including Phyllis Schlafly. 
The late Chief Justice Warren Burger wrote of the same problem. The American Bar Association conducted an in-depth study of a potential Article 5 convention and concluded that, quote, Congress has the power to provide for such matters as the time and place of the convention, the composition and financing of the convention, and the manner of selecting delegates. Some of these items can only be fixed by Congress, end quote. Clearly, the way to fix our broken Congress is not to give them more power. Conservatives should not depend on a new constitutional convention to fix their problems. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Anyone pushing for a constitutional convention doesn't have a full appreciation for the brilliance and beauty of the original document ratified back in 1788. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find all kinds of reasons why a con-con could be a disaster for the American way of life. Check out phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Arlene has been working the phones this morning. Uh, Not a lot of luck. Uh, Silver Eagles, I can get 2018. They're $360 to the roll. Uh, There may be some backdates on Monday. So I'm going to tell you, don't buy Silver Eagles today. Wait for Monday. Let me see if I can get something. I don't know. Uh, I'll do my best. Not promising. Uh, but the Bullion Bank did say there are there's some silver on the way. They've got to sort it and call on Monday. So hold off there. Uh, I, I'm out of junk. You know, we had that junk silver for a long time. We've sold through all of that. Uh, silver round sold through all of that. Uh, it, it, and it's just, listen, it is what it is. You're just going to have to bite the bullet here. Uh, all this product disappearing for a reason. I've got a dozen 20s left. So over the last couple of days, we've been selling these 20s. There's only 12 of them left. Uh, to silver or, or gold's down uh, about $9, $8 right now, $1,198. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do is uh, what was the volume discount price yesterday, Arlene? Twelve ninety five was the number. Twelve ninety five. Okay, so tell you what I'll do. These last twelve, I don't care how many you buy. Buy one or buy all twelve. Doesn't matter. Uh, I just want to get through them all. Yeah. So twelve ninety five was the volume discount price yesterday. Twelve hundred eighty five dollars for these last twelve remaining uh, at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll free number. Uh, we do have some five dollar liberties. So let's do, I think we had them possibly either fr- last Friday or Monday. Uh, to, uh, five dollar U.S. liberties. They're at three hundred and fifty five. So you'd be able to save ten dollars uh, a piece. 
on the $5 Liberties. If you want the $20 gold pieces, then these are the old ones now. Uh, then this is what you want to buy. You want to be able to, to buy for the gold content and be as private as possible. That's what we're about here. We don't care about intrinsic value. We don't care about rare or unusual or how how many how many nines is it? No, we don't care about any of that. We want you to buy the the as much gold as you possibly can for the least amount of money and stay as private as possible. And private means you're able to buy it, sell it, trade it, and you don't have to worry about 1099s. That's what we do here. Uh, 1285 on the 20s. You're saving 50 bucks on those 20s. Uh, you're saving ten dollars a piece on the fives at three fifty-five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you've never ordered or done business with with us before, I'm telling you, we're not like anybody else. First of all, there's no bait and switch here. We want you to buy the special because it's the best thing we got. When we run things on special, it's because it's the best price we've got. And and you just call up and just say, I would like to buy the special. That's all you need to say. If you're looking for something and maybe you don't listen, call up and just say, what do you got? You'd be amazed at some of the deals uh, that you'd be able to get. Uh, today, we had a guy today bought silver 70 cents over spot. Of course, he bought it all, but, but I mean, you just say, what do you got? You never know what we're going to have. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know we do the fake news Friday because we want to poke fun. Because most of the news you get today is fake, and and it's just little details. Sometimes it's more than just the little details. Larry Kudlow. Now I am a huge, huge critic of this man. The fact that he is our top top economic advisor worries me to no end, right? When you talk about a homer, this is what Larry Kudlow is. And to make it worse, he's an incredible liar. And he comes out and he likes to come out on TV and misrepresent facts. Just a couple of weeks ago. He came out on CNBC and talked about how the debts were declining rapidly. Remember? Of course, we're going to break all-time records on debt for the next 10 years in a row. But when he's not on TV, you actually can get a little bit of truth. And why? You know, and here's what's so funny is, is wait till I tell you what they're talking about. And then how upset you should be that he doesn't come out on TV and say this, these kinds of things. The top economic advisor to President Trump said on Monday he expects U.S. budget deficits of about 4 to 5% for the next couple of years. Now, we're already past four. Four is this year. Five is 
wishful thinking, but it's okay. That's way above. Remember, it can't. It's not supposed to go above three. So now he's talking about five. Then he says that there will likely be an effort in fiscal year 2019 to cut spending. Now, I've been calling for this the whole time. Where are the real conservatives? We know what happens when we spend recklessly. We create bubbles, and then people get wiped out. But it's the next two words that are the most important. There will be an effort in 2019 to cut spending on entitlement programs. We have to be tougher on spending, he said. You didn't say that a few weeks ago. Matter of fact, you're out there giving yourself a self-high five for all the great tax cuts you gave to these giant mega corporations and telling us that the deficits were coming down rapidly. Apparently he was wrong. Apparently when he got back, someone actually gave Larry Kudlow a fourth-grade math lesson on how to do addition and subtraction. <laughs> hey, uh, Larry. Hey, uh, can you come in my office for a minute? <laughs> hey, you know that when the number goes higher, that means more, not less. Right? Maybe he had the... the uh, the little triangle, the less than and the greater than signs mixed up when he went out on TV the other day. I'm going to tell you where he said it and what they're planning next. Hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The last twelve twenty still got them left. I can't believe it. Twelve eighty five. Are you kidding me? That's what uh, eighty. I got to do math in my head here. Eighty seven dollars, eighty eight dollars over spot. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. It is Friday. I just want to get rid of them because. Really, you know what? You can't you can't do it at that price and stay in business. Uh, but we owed them. I want them gone. Take advantage of it. Uh, I wish we had more things. It just you know, and we do. We can get things, but it's it's full retail right now. We'll keep working on it. Uh, but let's make sure before you head out for the weekend, get this taken care of. But now you get and again, remember, they always want to distract us. The Dow's at all-time record highs, and it's a momentum trade. Come on. Listen, we're blowing out deficits, period. Now, he comes out, and he was talking 
um, at the, I guess, uh, renowned Economics Club of New York. So when he's not on CNBC, he'll go to his his rich buddies and tell them about how big the budget deficits are going to be. Now, again, I know that Larry Kudlow obviously sucks at doing math. (laughs) How he becomes the top economic advisor to the president, I'll never know. Because right now, now I know we've got, uh, what, 10 days left in the month. And this will end fiscal year 2018. Right now, we have $895 billion worth of debt at the end of August. Now, September, back in the old days, used to be a budget surplus month. It's not anymore, but it's going to be a number approaching $1 trillion, 900-some-odd million, which will be just under 5%, I mean, just a barely under 5% this year. 2019, we know the deficit's going to be well over a trillion dollars, which means we'll be well over five. Are the, really, for 2019, the question isn't 5%. The question is, do we get above 6 And unfortunately, in 2020, the question is, can we stay below 8? So, well, he says, you know, 4 to 5% is not catastrophic. He's lying to you. Because he's right. If you told me in 2020 that we're still only at 4% of GDP, the debt, I'd be like, man, we're doing better. But it's going to be eight. Why? Because I know how to do math. So he's talking at the economics club. And he's telling them that the government spending and the wider budget deficits are the reasons why we need to get tough. He said, going down the road, we need to slim the number down. He said that the biggest factor, right, and this is the Larry Kudlow guy, we can grow our way out. No, Larry. See, again, you don't know how to do math very well. But he did say something interesting about the tax cuts. And I'm going to remind you, okay, the one part of the tax cuts that I liked were the tax cuts for the people. Was not a fan at all, and you know this, of the tax cuts we gave Wall Street. So what, we could come out today and say, oh, look, it's a new all-time high. Where's the extra 4000 a month they all promised us? Right, the lucky guy got a grand, and that guy had to work for the same company for twenty years. Everybody else got next to nothing. But but nonetheless, 
there's a thing in the tax cuts that a lot of people don't want you to remember is the tax cuts for the individuals goes away. Yeah, 2021, they go away. The business guys, they get to keep their tax cuts. All of us, it goes away. And while he was talking at the economics club, he said that he did not think that making the individual tax cuts permanent was going to happen. He does not believe that Congress can get it done before the midterm elections on November the 6th. And he says that even though it's not going to get done, this part I love, he says, Saying that we want to make them permanent is a good message. (laughs) Hey, listen, I don't actually think we can do it, but I'm going to keep saying that we are, because you know why? It's a good message. The funny thing about what he had to say was, essentially, hey, you know what? We're not going to go after tax and businesses. What we are going to do, we're not going to be able to make the tax cuts permanent, but we're going to keep saying it. And oh, by the way, we need to hit entitlement. Right? He's talking about Social Security, talking about Medicare and Medicaid. And I just don't know how. Again, I get it. I actually do know what. At least he's being a little bit honest for once, saying, hey, someone's going to have to pay for all this stuff. Because I don't want to tell you it's going to be catastrophic, but in two years, it's going to be catastrophic. Take your radio news hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, 800-951-0592. So Larry Kudlow was talking at the Economic Council in the, the Economics Club in New York earlier this week, letting us all know two things. Number one, get ready for the tax cuts for the individuals to go away. And number two... Get ready for us to start attacking your entitlement spending. (laughs) Well, we got to. You know, this is the hard part. Because, you know, they want to pretend, you know, pretend's probably the wrong word. But they want to brag about the the stock market. and, And, of course, they've created way too much debt. And it's put us in this horrible, horrible position. Right? We've got... Every month, we've got to sell record and record amounts of debt we're spending. You know, think about this. In the next two to three years, we'll probably be spending a trillion dollars a year just on interest. And, and we're going to set records for debt. We are, And we do, if you, if you say... Uh, 
any other time outside of war, and really just the a couple of years of the Obama administration, we're breaking every record. We've never run de- deficits like this in the quote-unquote good times. Eight percent of GDP is going to be a killer. And here's the problem. It doesn't get in. It's not like it gets better in 2021 or 2022 or 2023. <laughs> it doesn't. That's the hard part. And he's right. Listen, these entitlements are going to kill us. But we know what really killed us. It was the spending before this. Remember, go back to the 90s. Go back to the 80s. Right, we quote unquote fixed the problem in the early eighties with Alan Greenspan and all the games with the Reagan tax cuts. Oh, that's right. Until Congress said, "Wait a minute, no, 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 no. we we were going to spend it and misrepresent how big the debts were growing during the Reagan's administration and the Bush administration and the Clinton administration and the Bush administration and the Obama administration, right, and the Trump administration. And I'm sure they'll blame it on Trump. It's not Trump's fault. He's just going to be the one left holding the bag uh, before this whole thing blows up. U.S. $20 gold pieces. There's only 12 remaining. Twelve hundred eighty-five dollars right now. Gold's eleven ninety-seven. Silver, uh, fourteen dollars and thirty-one cents. The Dow after the Dow and the S and P both set record highs yesterday. Now we got some follow-through uh, today. The Dow's up about seventy points. The S and P's up four. The Nasdaq's actually negative. So the the Nasdaq uh, having a little harder of a time. Uh, the the uh, the Fang, you know, the the internet stocks, Apple, and all that. Uh, you know, obviously the trade war fears have not rescinded in those stocks. Uh, but that's how it all looks today. Uh, but when you really think about this, really, what do you, what do you do? What are you preparing for? We're not parent preparing for Christmas, and we're not preparing for 2019. We're trying to get ready for what's coming in 2020, 2021, 24, 25, 2030. And we know what it is. Make sure you have that wealth insurance. 800-951-0592. Take care. God bless. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. 